Sunshine Chunk and Tony Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Tony Show. It's the Chunk and Tony Show. It's called Afternoon Gap. Is that right? It's the Chunk and Tony Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Tony Show. It's the Chunk and Tony Show. It's called Afternoon Gap. Oh yeah. Hello and welcome. Welcome, my lord, <laughs> to the 51st episode of Afternoon Yap. Wow. I'm Chuck the Punk, and with me today is my co-host, Tony. Yeah. Tony Bones, how's it going, oh, bud? man. It's been one hell of a week, my friend. I gotta tell you, that was probably the best entrance I've ever seen you give in my entire life. You just walked straight in through my front door it's, and said, let's do this. It's been a long week. I didn't remember that I had to come in for the podcast. It's 6.30, I'm punching that clock, and then I get the email or the text message from you. And then I say, oh, oh that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, I got to drive 40 minutes out of my way to come listen to you talk it, about video your, games. I'll make it worth your while. All right. On today's episode, we're going to cover the news of the week in video games, the Ren and Stimpy show, and finally, a review of the new Ubisoft game, Assassin's Creed Origin. Tony Baloney. Yeah. I've got a question. We might have to just press the stop button and restart from the beginning Tony no, Bologna never. yeah how's your pepperoni my pepperoni are we allowed to talk about this my pepperoni is fine yeah my tomatoes <laughs> on the other hand are a little under the weather can can you elaborate a little without without I am a virile young man yeah I am fertile uh-huh and I don't want to be. Yes. Well, actually, I don't care. My yeah. wife doesn't want me to be fertile anymore. <laughs> yes. So we went to the doctor and had a little procedure. Yep. Uh, and it hurt like the dickens. <laughs> no pun intended. And, and a week later, it still really, really hurts. And it's great to go to work and sit down all day with a pair of bruised tomatoes. <laughs> favorite was i texted you the morning of and i said you tell them to take care of your fireman and you go who we i didn't like any of that <laughs> it was not pleasant uh my wife nothing told, about it my wife pleasant. told me that she talked to your wife and the doctor said listen clean your fireman at least 20 times and then come and see me and we'll see how it's operating and the whole thing was just bizarre <laughs> yeah. because i don't want to be there in the first place yep. I, i'm not i'm blocking the whole thing out of my mind and then when i get there it's it just happens so quickly mm -hmm. but it's such a well-lit room and uh -huh. i'm sitting there in a t-shirt with no pants on <laughs> yeah. laying down in front of two strangers <laughs> and they're just having their way with me in, in all the worst ways yeah. possible i mean that might sound like a good setup to most stories mm -hmm. but no, there was needles involved and scalpels, and it was unpleasant. I guess when it, when my dad did it in the 80s, he looked at the nurse and said, I don't know what's going on here. Usually a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of offended that I didn't get any compliments. Like, I was – it would have been nice just to it be like – would have just been so nice if it just the room would have been quiet and she'd have just been like, wow. Yeah, like it, it – <laughs> I know. It's, I guess it's probably kind of unprofessional, but at that point, who cares? Yeah, my junk is out yeah. there. It's not how, no Me Too stuff. If is gonna you want to get a good Yelp review for your doctor, yeah. or, you know, whatever the heck they they do, man, it just nurses out there. Just give the guy a little like, hey, just a little shove. Right, just, just like, hey, not yeah, bad, not yeah. bad, buddy. Like that would have made the experience totally worth it. Yeah, in healthcare, it's all about your experience anyway. It's not whether right. you're sick or better. So right. you're, that you're giving that girl five right. stars. What guy's gonna complain and say like, "Oh, that the attractive I, young nurse said I had a really nice tomato. It set a set of spuds." You know, no one's gonna say I, that. I just thought to myself though, when when the doctor said, "Listen." 
20 times and then come back and we'll see how it's still firing. You just thought to yourself, that's, that's one of the best homework assignments ever. You're, yeah. you're like, honey, listen, I got some homework. Yeah. It's for my health. Our, our health. Our, our health. Our, our health together. Yeah. So unpleasant experience. Uh, if you got any questions, email the afternoon. Yeah, yeah I'll exactly. tell you all about yeah, exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> please. Uh, are you ready for Christmas, sir? Uh, nope. Yeah. Uh, kids are ready for Christmas. Got all their stuff ready. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't really done much for the lady in my life. Yeah. Um, Other than that procedure that you just talked about. Yeah, I mean, there's that. I feel like that was a pretty big sacrifice. Wrap that. Wrap the... the <laughs> Wrap them up. <laughs> You're blank, blank in a box. Yeah. Uh, do you, you guys do you guys have an elf on the shelf? We do. Ooh, what's its name? Does it have a uh, name? Elfie. Elfie. Where's yep. is, has Elfie been doing anything? Elfie every night um, moves himself to a new area of the house, and y- you will catch him in the midst of hijinks. All right. For for example, this evening he was hanging from the uh, curtains on a uh, rope made out of uh, candy canes. And previously, he was fishing in the. Uh, we have a little a fish named Swimmy, and he was had a little fishing rod like he was trying to catch Swimmy. The other day, he was in a toilet paper <laughs> castle. I mean, you, you gotta for twenty imagination twenty five days. You yeah. have to think of something to do at like ten thirty at night, right before you go up to bed. Uh-huh. It's another joy. Well, the afternoon yap has some ideas to share with you oh, yeah? and yours. Well, good, because um, we need them. Our afternoon yap, Elf on the Shelf, his name is Doug. Just Doug. Plain old Doug. So fun ideas for your Elf on the Shelf this year. Number one, place Doug in the bathroom on top of the toilet seat. In one hand, place a positive pregnancy test. And in the other, a list of available Catholic schools for dolls in the area. Hey, it's never too early to start looking when it comes to your kid's education. If no schools are available in the area, put a shotgun in Doug's other hand instead. I mean, kids got to go to a Catholic school. Okay. (laughs) All right. Good one. Got off Doug's hand and replace it with a blaster like Mega Man's. Place him next to the garbage disposable with a note that says, Don't ever hit this switch and place your hand down here. If you do, you will wind up like Doug with a badass gun attached where your hand should be. Learn from Doug's mistake and keep your left hand safe even though you definitely don't need it. Okay, good one. Good, good. Next. (laughs) Uh, Place Doug on top of the earth in one of your potted plants with a shovel and a small hole to resemble a grave. In the shallow grave, place a Barbie doll. I know what you're thinking. How could Doug possibly do something so terrible, but it's not what you're thinking. This is actually his brother's wife, and you're just doing him a solid. You really need to stop jumping to conclusions. This is Doug we're talking about. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Okay. Good. Good stuff. How many more we got? A couple more. All right. Place Doug on the couch surrounded by empty cans of Red Bull and make a tiny t-shirt for Doug that says Red Bull Challenge winner. For those of you that don't know, the Red Bull Challenge is a perfectly safe and fun activity that basically consists of seeing how many Red Bulls you can drink in one hour. Make sure to add some scantily clad female elves to the mix to make it even more believable. Last one. Okay. Wake up extra early and place Doug in bed next to your significant other. Wake them both up by shouting, unbelievable! How could you do this to me, Doug? We've been best friends for 20 years. Remember the time you got that sick with that bout of pneumonia and I stayed with you in the hospital the whole time? I loved you, Doug! That's it? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Lots unpacked there. Seriously, how how long do you spend writing these up? Like, how, how many hours at work are you getting paid to write this 
Monarchy. Not that long. Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the comedy just comes to me. Just comes naturally. Huh? Now these ones you're gonna actually like. There's three and they're boom, boom, boom. There's more. Dress up, Doug, like your favorite '80s action star. I wrote these three for you. Okay. Doug McLean. Dress Doug yeah. up in a bloody wife beater with pants on and no shoes. You know what you could do? Have you seen? Everybody's seen the the famous Reddit of John McLean um, climbing climbing through the um, air duct ornament. Yeah, I think so. Yes, you, I have you could, seen you could that. Do that with Alfie. That'd be pretty fun. Yes. Uh, Doug McLean dressed Doug up in a bloody wife beater with pants on and no shoes. Place broken glass by his feet and make sure that he is the one with machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Hmm. Your favorite character of all time, Major Doug Schaefer. Mm. Dress Doug up in cargo pants covered head to toe in mud. Also mm-hmm. place a predator somewhere else in the house watching his every move. Come on, you like that. That's not funny, but come on, you tell it's me you don't like that. It's not funny, my kids would understand it, so I'm not sure <laughs> why we're talking like about it. it. <laughs> okay. uh, you are one ugly melon farmer. You Last one. Ugly melon farmer. Lieutenant Doug Maverick Mitchell. Mm. Dress Doug up in jeans, sunglasses, and no shirt, along with other sexy shirtless elves in a mm. fun pickup game of volleyball. Sing it, Tony. Playing with the boys. <laughs> you like that one, too. It's a great film <laughs> and a great scene. Homoerotica at its best. You want to talk about some video games? Not really, but I don't, I don't have anything have else planned. Tony, right. shoot from the hip, Go bud. Ahead. Uh, to mark the 30th anniversary of the Street Fighter series, Capcom has announced a massive compilation of Street Fighter games. It's on its way for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. It'll arrive in May 2018. There's 12 games. There's no price point for it yet. I guess four of them are online. And it's it. the list is nuts. It's like Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter Champion. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I, the package looks pretty cool. Um... It'll be interesting to see the reviews for and the reviews will be all fine. And actually, I just noticed that it's coming out on Switch. So that is going to be a definite buy because I didn't buy the uh, the one that they put out, uh, what, six months ago, Ultra Street Fighter, whatnot. But Ultra th- Super Street Fighter, as long as it's six, 60, Turbo. What is that? 60 bucks, 12 games? We'll do the math. What's that? Five bucks a game? Four math, of them are online. Math checks it's out. got the Alpha series. I'm pretty excited for it. It's coming okay. in May. Uh, playing with the boys jam uh sean Layden, the president and ceo of sony interactive entertainment america hinted that players could be able to change their psn name by next playstation experience uh they just had playstation experience they made that announcement that it's coming and they have been talking about this for absolute years Do people so care? i still have my old gamer tag when i got my playstation 3 back in 2006 i like it so i'm not worried about it but for those kids that got a playstation or you know a playstation 3 when they were 10 years old i i met a kid online i didn't meet the you kid you can't change your name so their name is still yeah, the first whatever thing. Oh, it is so the first thing that popped up i met this kid i didn't meet the kid but he, i got killed by him in titanfall 2 and his name was born to finger bang and i was like <laughs> you know what that is just if he, awesome. if he came up with that when he was 10 years old that's actually a pretty cool <laughs> no kid. I, I, I got killed by Born to Finger Bang with a two, by the way. <laughs> and I was like, man, this guy's got to be popular. I mean, he's born to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it's a play on words like like Call of Duty, bang, bang with your gun. So he's that's what he's born to do. I don't think so. No? I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. So what was he? Is he a 12-year-old kid or is he a, or a 38-year-old guy like du- me and or, you? Yeah, he's a <laughs> professional Call of Duty player yeah. with a great uh, eye for puns. 
Bandai Namco has announced Soul Calibur 6, and it is coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC in 2018. The fighting game will take place during the 16th century and revisit the events of the original game to uncover hidden truths, according to the publisher. Are you a Soul Calibur fan? Have you ever played any? Um, you know what? I remember playing that in college, and I think there was one, maybe the other ones, but I remember there was a version where you could create your own character. Could you make them top-heavy? I don't know. I just remember you could create your own character, and I thought that was really cool uh, function. You could pick weapons for them yeah. and stuff. I kind of thought that was they're, cool. They're slower, heavier fighting games, right? I, dude, I don't know. I I never played them. I, I I mean, I think I own a couple of them actually, but so but I, never I guess I I guess I well, I've got a couple for my arcade, but I don't think they ever did anything for me. So I think I bought them for five bucks and played a match of it and moved on. But yeah, that seems to be consensus for that game is it doesn't have the biggest following, but a lot of people played it in college and it's a good party game. But no. I, Soul Calibur hasn't had a new. I don't think the la, I think the last Soul Calibur came out maybe ten years ago. So. I might be very wrong, so this is actually exciting for Soul Calibur fans. But I'm moving sure right along, correct you. A four-player co-op game called GTFO was announced at the Game Awards this week. Players are tasked with scavenging for artifacts in an underground complex that's filled with monsters. GTFO is coming to PC in 2018. It is by the developers of Payday. Payday was a successful four-player. Oh. Candy Bar, a uh, co-op game that came out on PC and then it was later ported to the consoles. It got paid a two. It's and almost it is, totally nuts. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bank heist. I, I have honestly, the, the game looks cool, but I don't have three buddies that are going to be interested in this game. So you I just stopped with, I don't have three buddies. Yeah. I, so I, my interest level is is zero unless three of my buddies say hey gtfo is really good let's check it out well you and got even, born born to finger bang yeah you got me <laughs> you just need one more um yeah <laughs> you're absolutely right except i don't have a pc so i'm gonna have to wait until the por- uh, the port comes and i guess they were terrible the the ports for payday i guess were really bad and then the developers were not very nice to the console community and stuff like that so oh. um Moving on. Moving on. Platinum Games is developing Bayonetta 3 exclusively for Nintendo Switch. No Did we de- interview Born to Finger Bang on, on the on the yap? I hope so. Like, would we be able to like look them up and connect and say, hey, we got a podcast. We would love to interview Do you know him. that it, I, I, whatever he looked like, I would still just be thrilled to meet him. I think we should. Can we try <laughs> to set that up? I think it would be a really interesting segment. Interviewing a random guy that killed you. We in call, call him. We call Born to Finger Bang. Yes, I think it'd be very entertaining. You never know what could happen. I think it'd be great. It just play it dead seriously yes. too. I'm curious about Born. I'm curious about this person. I want to learn well, more, we more would, about. We them. would get to why he's Born to Finger Bang. Why he why That's, he's that yeah, name later on in yeah, the episode. I want to know about his life. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, he just has a real, real bad life. Might have an interesting story. <laughs> yes. This could be a new segment. It could 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 have legs. Uh, uh, Bayonetta 3 uh, is being developed exclusively for Nintendo Switch, uh, and 1 and 2 are coming to the Switch. Bayonetta was a very fast uh, action game, almost kind of like in the Devil May Cry uh, type of video game that came out uh, in the original... I can't remember if they originally came to Nintendo and then were ported to the other systems, but they scored really, really well. And I remember downloading a demo for the first one or the second one and just really not getting into it. But... Uh, Bayonetta 3 is coming for the Nintendo Switch, and so is 1 and 2. Uh, Dreams 
Media Molecule. Uh, so the game is Dreams, developed by Media Molecules. Upcoming user generator sandbox is coming to PlayStation 4 in 2018. Developed by the Little Big Planet team, Dreams is a weird collaborative user-created worlds that they described as living paintings. Ha- have you, you? I think you've seen some of this, haven't you? I don't know. They've been talking about it for about the last five years. So it's by Media Molecule, the guys that did Little Big Planet. You've mentioned that. So it'll be very much a game where you just develop different dreams, I guess. You'll have a bunch of tools. I've seen all kinds of demos for this, and it makes no sense. And even when they showed it year after year, you want to see gameplay. You want to know how it actually works, but they just show you this weird, trippy stuff, and dreams is coming. But I guess it's coming to PlayStation 4 sometime in 2018. Um, I kind of liked Little Big Planet, but I would never buy it. It it was interesting to play those games just to go look at the user-created levels. Yeah. So it'll be people will make some really cool stuff for this as long as it's done well. Um, but finally we have a release date. I mean, they've been talking about this game for years now, and they've been showing it at E3. I think for the last couple of years. So it was there when we were there on episode uh, twenty something, right? Yeah. yeah. And when we were like, "Oh man, we Live should not E3. have taken that." Yeah. And we're sitting right next to Born to Finger Bang. He's yeah. freaking out. He's freaking out. <laughs> Dreams. Dreams. <laughs> uh, let's do this thing. Uh, EA announced that a way out will be released on March twenty third, twenty eighteen, for PS four, Xbox One, and PC. Mm. Uh, we talked about uh, a way out uh, during the E3 episode. It the is the only way out is to purchase loot boxes. Yes. yes. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I don't think there will be loot boxes in this game. Oh, okay. But this is the game that is forced co-op. Like you have to play it with another person, and it's forced couch co-op, and the screen is split. So as interesting as the game looks, I think it's breaking out of jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not want to play a game with a screen split horizontally like that it just it didn't show well and people people were like clapping and excited about this man me and you got into not arguments but you were just like saying hey chunk the punk maybe open your eyes and be excited about something yeah but i had a hard time getting excited about this just because of the, the screen just because split. of the screen being split i that's not how i want to play video games i would rather i, mean, I think back of very fond memories of playing four split screen mario kart golden eye I mean, that's a that's all that's, 15 of the people listening to this podcast, I'm sure, can reflect on all of the fun that they had sure. with split screen games. And that stuff needs to come back in a competitive area. This is a co-op working together and it's a campaign driven game. So hmm. you're going to be sitting and looking at two different viewpoints for however long the campaign is, 10 hours of breaking out of jail. I mean, couch co-op works for Mario Kart. It works for first-person shooters. I'm not sure if it works for a story-driven Give it a chance. Campaign. I know, Give man. Give it a chance. I know, man. Uh, sea of Thieves will officially launch on Xbox One and PC on March 20th, 2018. Sea of Thieves looks pretty cool. I hope that it I hope that March is a dead uh, time for video games. I know that the new Red Dead Redemption is coming out, which I'm super excited about. I know that uh, the new Far Cry is coming out, which I'm also very excited about. And I think Far Cry is coming out in March. Now, that's not to say I, I can't play two games in March. However, knows you can. Sea of Thieves is the plundering game. It is the pirate game by Rare, and it's got that cutesy cell shaded look. But I think that you need a minimum of two other players. 
and you can sail ships and you can uh, find treasure and you can have uh, Captain Fingerbang. Captain Fingerbang. <laughs> And you can have uh, like ship, ship fights and stuff, and it's mostly all online. It, it looks really, really good. However, uh, Rare hasn't really captivated me in a long time. I, I can't remember the last Rare game that I thought was worth assault. Because there so, weren't any pirates in them. Yeah, because it didn't have any pirates in them. But I hope that not much is coming out in March 20th of, of 2018 because it, it looks cool. It showed cool at E3. Um, it sounds really, really fun. I, I have a couple of buddies in mind that are already kind of on board uh, to playing a certain game like this. Uh, just hopefully it gets good reviews. March 20th. Uh, during the pre-show at the Game Awards 2017, From Software released a teaser for its next project, which looks like it could very well be a sequel to Bloodborne. Okay. The video is called Shadows Die Twice. It was... I only saw it once, but it was some sort of uh, mechanism getting cleaned, and there was blood and sinew and and it, some kind of weapon that was getting cleaned. And if it's Bloodborne, I'm totally stoked. Okay. Blood, Bloodborne was the first one of these kind of Dark Souls-ish games that I played, yeah. and I wasn't ready for it, and I wasn't expecting all of that much, and I fell in love with it. And I fell in love with those kind of super hard but rewarding games, and if Bloodborne 2 is coming, I am stoked. Uh, it is just a faster, more fun Dark Souls game, and the first one needed more variety. It needed to be a little bit longer, uh, but it was still excellent. Okay. Um, so I, I definitely hope that this is a sequel because I've been waiting for a sequel. Well, I hope for your sake it is too. Outlast 3 has been confirmed, and the Outlast franchise is coming to the Nintendo Switch early next year. Uh, Outlast 2. I loved Outlast 1. I played through it. Outlast 2 came out, and I, oh, God, I got about three three or four levels in, a couple hours in, and I kept on dying at this area, and I haven't gone back to it since I got my new TV. I probably would be much better at it because it's a pitch dark game all the way, and my old TV could not handle pitch dark. Yes, it just looked like sucked. crap. Yeah, it's terrible. And, um, and I'm sure that that game was fantastic. And I should go back to it. I'm just in the middle of a ton of other really good games right now. But Outlast 3 is coming, and it's coming to Switch. I mean, how many announcements have I said in the last 20 minutes of just great games that are coming to Nintendo Switch? It's, I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. It's exciting for the console. Uh, one? <laughs> is it one? More I don't know. One. Five or six. Okay. Devil May Cry HD Collection is coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on March 13, 2018. Leave it to Capcom to keep on giving us old Capcom games. Uh, this is, I don't know, maybe the second or third time that we've gotten some sort of Devil May Cry collection. Um, I mean, how many collections do you need? The games are okay. Uh, the first Devil May Cry came out in 2001 and then 2005. Uh, Devil May Cry 3 maybe came out in 2006. And it was, I remember that one being actually really, really good. But, I mean, 30 bucks isn't too bad, but, I mean, geez, Louise, Capcom, we get it. Put You've a new IP out there. Before. Yeah. Put a new game out there. Yeah. Reinvent the series. Do what you did with Resident Evil 7 and give us a new Devil May Cry. Uh, they gave the they gave this, the series to Ninja Theory, I believe, about mm. five or six years ago, and they rebooted it, and it got okay reviews. They're fun games, but... If you want to play in an HD 
you will be able to do so on March 13th for Yay. 30 bucks. Exciting. Um, a new local two-player PvP mode is coming to Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. This new versus mode will be available via an update on December 8th, so it is now live. The mode allows players to compete against a friend on the same screen using a single console as they duke it out across four different battlefields. Uh, Mario uh, plus Rabbids is excellent. And to be able to play it with a second player is even more excellent news. And, you know, the game came out, what, back in September? So they're still adding new modes. Very exciting. Cool. 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 I'm excited. Competitive orc fighting has finally come to Middle-Earth Shadow of War. Finally. God. (laughs) You can take your orcs, train them up, and enter them into fights against other players online. It's about time. And I guess whenever you do this, you're able to earn a bunch of loot. I... I really enjoyed the first 10 hours of um, Shadow of War. And then all these other games came out. So I am kind of waiting to finish this other, this backlog of games until I come back to Shadow of War. The problem with it is, is the game is beautiful. The nemesis system is still awesome. The story stinks. But there's a reason that I'm not dying to go back to it. And I just think that there's a lot better games that are out this fall that I'd rather get uh, this 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 winter. You don't that I'd play, rather uh, por- Pokemon with orcs. Is that well? That's what it sounds like, right? Competitive you orc fighting. Yeah, capture yeah, you're right. your orc. You capture your them, orc, train them up, and then fight them against other orcs. Born to finger bang. It's finger banging orcs <laughs> mixed with Pokemon. <laughs> It sounds cool. I mean, I like the My idea. Sounds great. But I need to I need to go back and finish the meat and potatoes of the game, the mm. campaign, before mm. I start taking orcs, training them up, and fighting them. And finger banging them. And finger banging them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition will include over 200 different different arcade endings, classic bonus rounds, and six arcade battle paths. Comes out on January 16th of 2018th. Capcom has also announced Street Fighter V's entire Season 3 DLC character cast, which comprises series mainstays Blanca and Sagat, as well as Sakura, Cody, and new characters Falk and G. Uh, January 16th of 2018, that game came out uh, almost two years ago. And it came out bare bones, and I love the Street Fighter series. The fighting was absolutely excellent. The presentation was great, but... It was just such a bad launch and had such lousy characters to it that I I don't even I deleted it from my PlayStation because I just wasn't playing it enough. But now, almost What's Blanca's deal. He's he's a he was born in Brazil, and I I I don't know. What it's is not his like, deal? It's we not, don't ever know. Like there's th- a million games. He's been out there forever. What's his deal? He What's, was born and raised in the Amazon. That's, right. That's like the original. That's his deal. That's his deal. They never expound on that? I mean, maybe. There's probably plenty of fan fiction out there. I think that he wrestled a bunch of, like, electric eels, and it gave him the power of electricity. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make any sense at all. But why is he green? Was he just in the water the whole time, and he grew his hair out red, and he got got fangs and stuff like that? I don't know. That's Blanca's deal. I'm going to Google it. (laughs) Google it. But anyway, almost two years later, we're getting this arcade edition that's going to give us 200 different arcade endings. First off, they put out the campaign a year ago, and it was like seven hours, and it was absolutely terrible. Now, I'm okay with Capcom in the way that they put out their story-driven content. It's usually bonkers. 
Uh, you know, it, there's usual subtle hints of racism that go along with the characters, but it just was not good. The, uh, none of it was any good. You want to know his backstory? Yes, please. Read it out. Blanca's backstory is that he was once human, but after a plane crash in Brazil, he mutated, resulting in his green coloring and his ability to generate electricity. Well, I was wildly that off then. That makes no sense. You got Brazil right. Okay. Blanca was generally well-received by critics and fans, becoming one of the most popular characters in the franchise. I love fighting with Blanca, man. He's got that, that spinning ball, yeah. and he's got that electricity move, and he's got yeah. those claws. He's he's a hell of a fighter. I used the hell out of him in Street Fighter too. All right. But, so these arcade edition is coming out January 16th. 200 different arcade endings, a bonus. Well, the bonus rounds sound cool. They need to bring those back and arcade battle pass. Just the game should have come out now. I mean, it was released and it really left a sore, a sore throat. It left a sore taste, store taste in gamers mouths and sour taste, sour taste. And I am a huge street fighter fan, but whatever. I'll check it out on January 16th, 2018. It's still free. However, then they're making season three of DLC characters, so it's even more characters that I paid 60 bucks for a game, and all of these more characters are coming out that I'm not going to pay money for. Uh, I think we only got a couple more stories. Thanks. The latest Star Wars Battlefront 2 update speeds up progression in a big way. According to DICE, the update, which is now live, increases the amount of credits players earn after matches. This new end-of-round payout change especially benefits the top players on each team as they'll earn even more credits. Um, so I've been playing this game on and off. Uh, I've probably only played as the assault class, maybe three hours. And despite all these changes, it's still a big slog. We're what are gonna, we talking about? We're Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh two. my God. It's so boring. We're going to review it next week. Oh, so maybe, it. maybe we'll just wait to talk about it next I week. I hate it. Yeah. We'll play a little bit. It's, it's gotten better since they've cut some of the, some of the annoying, um, progression problems but it is still fundamentally flawed but they the new update has once again said hey this is bad you know uh we need to write this ship and i don't know if we can um oh last story ryan reynolds has reportedly been cast in legendary's live action detective pikachu film as the titular character uh pikachu only says his name pokemons only say their name how the, well, I don't need Ryan Reynolds talking like he's Pikachu. Why not? Wouldn't that be so great if the whole movie was just his dumb ass just saying Pika Pika? Yes. Getting it, paid so much money for it. Isn't that millions, what, uh, that's what South Park does, right? Millions they have, like, of dollars. George, George Clooney is the voice of the chickens uh -huh. in South Park. Yeah, they have, that like, was 1997. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, who is some of the other characters in South Park? Oh, oh well, uh, Ryan Reynolds is going to be Detective Pikachu. And so I guess now Pikachu is a detective live action film. Ryan Reynolds, Tony Baloney. Do you want to take a quick break for our sponsors? Please. We will be right back. Tony, I don't know about you, pal, but... I have a real problem paying attention. I don't think I don't know if you've noticed this what? in the 30 episodes that we've been doing of this show when you were giving me a long thought out question. Right. And I either I don't hear it or I don't respond to it favorably. 
But this affects like every aspect of my life. I mean, I can think of all of these times I've been in a meeting or at work or just in a meeting with my wife and I've been asked a serious question. If it's at work, it's in front of an audience. If it's at home, it's in front of my two puppy dogs. And I just go blank. And I think to myself, oh my God, this is bad. I want to sound smart in front of my wife. I want to sound smart in front of my colleagues. There's got to be a better solution for this. Well, the good people and moral implications, they think of everything. And they think of everything just in time for Christmas. The new gizmo that I am talking about is the buzzword generator smartwatch. Okay. So what it does is it gives you just a laundry list of smart things to say. Smart sounding. Smart sounding things to say. So that if you're ever caught off guard... All you got to do is look down at your watch. It's going to give you, it's going to prompt you exactly how to respond to, in any situation, to your wife, to your kids, to a coworker. Okay. I mean, act like we're, act like you're, act like you're the boss. Oh, well, that's not hard. Act uh, like you're. The- Johnson, what are you doing over there? I need some reports. And I just look at my watch and I'll say, sorry, sir. I was reflecting on an article I read in Forbes this morning about glavertism in the workplace and how we can leverage cumulative frankenship rates to drive increase in synchroplasty. Sounds pretty good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Johnson. Look at all these people. And and you are just going to be sitting yeah. over there going, we need, we need more people like Johnson. Carry on, Johnson. Yeah. And I mean, give me another, give me another work-related scenario. You be my boss. I'm just me. Jo- Johnson. Johnson, I told you I need the reports, damn it. (laughs) Does an effective leader understand the inverse link letter correlation between organizational synergasm and reduced correctivism? I mean, I'm getting excited (laughs) over here. Synergasms get me excited. What the hell is a synergasm? I don't know. I've had a procedure. I don't remember. (laughs) And he's sitting over there going, note Hmm. to self. Fast track Johnson. Johnson's, company car. I like the cut of his jib. Company credit card. Company toaster. The whole nine yards. Yeah. Company floozy. I mean, we're talking about the buzzword generator smartwatch. It's $199.99. Good idea. I mean, you're going to get out of trouble. Bada bing, bada boom. You're going to get a promotion. No fuss, no muss. I'm going to take your job, Tony. Probably. Me and you are in the same room. And we have it. And I get a question, <laughs> and I'm asked a question, and no longer do I have to look like this stu- silly, stupid dunderpate. Right. I mean, is that my whole lot in this life? Is That's just kind of your deal. Is that my old deal? Is for somebody Not to ask anymore. me a question, and I go, "Duh." Not anymore. My name's Junk Not the Bunk. with the buzzword generator. Have you heard of my podcast? And they're like, "Ah." Yeah. The buzzword generator smartwatch, $199.99. I mean, if you don't get a company toaster, if you don't get a company car, if you don't get a company floozy, I mean, full refund. Full refund. Buy it for Christmas right now. Hello and welcome back to Afternoon Yap. Tony Baloney. Yeah. We're in the second segment of the evening. I want to talk about one of my favorite cartoon series of all time. Okay. Ren and Stimpy. Okay. Tony Baloney. Yeah. This is going to kind of dictate how the next 20 minutes go. They're not going to go well. How do you feel about Ren and Stimpy? I don't care anything for it. Why can't you 
pitch in a little bit. I said a week ago. What do you? What am I supposed let's to do? Talk- go watch Ren and Stimpy reruns? No. <laughs> but do you like? Did you? Li- were you a fan of Ren and Stimpy as a no, kid? No, I remember very clearly uh, Nathan Burke in my very fourth specific. grade class. Very specific. Was a big fan of Ren and Stimpy, but I was not a fan of of Nathan. He's big, <laughs> fat, sweaty, mean kid. I didn't like him, so by association. I hated Ren and Stimpy. So what Nicktoons did you like? Uh, maybe, uh... This is going to be a bloodbath. Just pretend like you're, like... No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Do you watch Rick and Morty? Man, that's a good cartoon. That's not a Nicktoon. I'm talking care. about from your childhood. I'm talking about cartoons. Um, I don't know. I don't, I didn't watch... I don't know. I don't know. You just sat around He-Man, watching c I watched T-Man, G.I. Joe... The manly cartoons. G.I. Joe was so fruity to me. I just, I hated it so much. They all had big, thick handlebar mustaches. Yeah. And all they wanted to do was, oh my God, it was terrible. Anyway, Ren and Stimpy. I'm just going to check out. (laughs) Come on, man. Help me out here. 20 minutes. I don't know anything. I, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can't this wait to learn. Be fucking teach brutal. me. Teach the seven people listening about Ren and Stimpy. I'll try to sell it on you. Oh. How, how about that? Just, not just gonna work. stick around for a little okay. bit. Anyway, Ren and Stimpy was my favorite cartoon as a kid. I mean, by by a long shot. Oh. I mean, we're talking about, come on, man. We're talking about 1990 uh-huh. with, do you remember what ca- uh, cartoons started on Nicktoons? No. What the three were? No. Rugrats. Okay. Doug. Right. And Ren and Stimpy. Okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty weird because isn't that Rugrats super and weird? Doug are for like young kids and Ren and Stimpy are for assholes. Yeah. I mean, it, the it's, it was such a weird time for like animation in general. So Ren and Stimpy, my favorite cartoon as a kid. High, strong, insane, laugh out loud, funny. It immediately struck a chord with me the first time I saw it. And... It was way ahead of its time and nothing like I'd ever seen before. And it still remains, to this day, one of the best drawn uh, cartoon shows that was ever on TV. The the show was the brainchild of this dude named John Chris Velusi. And I'll probably just keep on calling him John K for the rest of the segment. Good to know. The dude's named uh, John Chris Velusi. He grew up in the 60s. He was obsessed with cartoons as a kid. He was obsessed with... Uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, uh, Daffy Duck, and he especially loved uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And from an early age, he was obsessed with cartoons, watched all of them, and w- would would draw them as well. Um, he went to college, uh, the animation school, and he was kicked out within his first year. Uh, he partied too much, and he would later go on to say that you don't learn anything in animation school anyway. Everything else you kind of learn in the real world. He was absolutely displeased with the state of cartoons in the 1980s. Now, you'll be able to di- identify with this. Cartoon in the 1980s, there was nothing created. What do you look like on the mean streets you learn about an- animation? Yeah, I mean, where I think that you learn an awful lot about animation in animation school. Like, what, it, do, you, what do you, you go, you go out in the real world to get that gritty cartoon drawing cartoon butts experience i mean like we're gonna where, we're gonna what, later what learn is he getting 
If the guy mean, got kicked out in the mean street. Have you ever been kicked out of something? I mean, he learned how to animate exa- donkey ass yeah. on the, the yeah. mean streets of Chicago. Yeah, like, I mean, what is he talking about? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna. I mean, doing all this research, I yeah. would later learn right. that the guy is an asshole. Okay, and, you know, that. and that's the sort of thing that you would say if you were kicked out of college. You would say, "I didn't need it anyway." You know, like I'm this important animation dude. <laughs> I mean, the guy for for every heap of praise that the guy gets, for every three heaps of praise, he gets one heap of this guy has got real problems and he's a real jerk. So anyway, he was displeased with cartoons back in the '80s because cartoons in the '80s were exactly what you were saying. They were uh, GI Joe, He Man. The only way that a cartoon would be on TV is if it had some sort of merchandise tie-in or some kind of action figure line. And he was obsessed with cartoons from when he grew up. And he was dying to be involved in some sort of creatively driven cartoon show. His big his big quote that he always says is that cartoons should never be written by people that write scripts. It should only be written by people that do storyboards. And it was something that he's I still believe to this day still believes in. But anyway... Uh, he cut his chops working on the reboot for Mighty Mouse, but it was at this time that Mighty Mouse got canned and he began shopping his ideas all around Hollywood. He went to everybody and nobody was interested in them whatsoever. ABC, NBC, Fox, all of them under the sun. Uh, 1990, 1989, actually, uh, Nickelodeon was still a brand new network at this time and i guess they had come to hollywood and said we are looking to get creative driven cartoons for our network and at this point nickelodeon didn't have nicktoons they didn't have any of their own original programming they really just syndicated old shows like uh you know tiny tunes and stuff like that they didn't have any of their own stuff so they were looking to make their own cartoons well john k was able to get meetings with uh, this person from Nickelodeon and he was able to pitch them a couple of ideas. Um, the, the two ideas that he pitched to this woman were a show called Our Gang. Um, and an Our Gang was a live action show, but in the middle of it, it had cartoon segments where it lampooned other famous cartoons. And in that show, there was two characters named Ren and Stimpy. Okay. And the other show I think was called Idiot Boy or something like that. Sounds good. So he gets a call back and he says, they say, we want to buy two of your shows. We want to buy one of your shows. However, if you're going to work with Nickelodeon, we have to have complete control over the entire thing. We have to have a complete ownership to whatever show that you give to us. Well, he thought to himself, I want to get my name out there. I want to get my stuff out there. I'm just going to give him the, the worst one that I've got. So he doesn't give them Jimmy the Idiot Boy. He gives them Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. He created his first animation company called Spumco, and this was a made-up name. I guess that he used to joke with his pals that there was this dude named Raymond Spum who they claim invented animation in the 1800s. So they start working on Ren and Stimpy, I think in like 1990, and the show is, like I said, it's during the time of shows like Doug and Rugrats, two extremely wholesome shows that that had morals involved. And John Kay has been quoted as saying he wanted to give kids a break. He's like, every single time that kids watch a cartoon, they're having morals shoved down their throat. He, he just wanted to make a cartoon for kids and for adults that 
didn't have any morals tied to it. It was fun and it was something that they could watch and they could enjoy. Ren and Stimpy was incredibly ahead of its time. You know, there was no Cartoon Network back then. There was no Fox animation block. I mean, this was something that came out completely out of left field. What was so great about it? I mean, the the animation was second to none. The the comedy is absolutely ridiculous. I love that. You don't. You no, would, I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Ren is you. Ren is that high strung, angry person. Yes, you are. I'm high strung. Are you kidding I'm me? High strung. Yes. How am I? High? You're high strung. You're angry. I'm angry. Yeah, You're very I'm not angry. Just, I, I think you are very much. Red. I am not high strong. You are very much Ren Hoek. <laughs> oh, but that was the problem. Was go back and think of of Ren and Stimpy back in the nineties. It is. I remember watching this show and thinking to myself, "This is this this is like nothing I've ever seen before." And I was nine years old when this show came out. You know, like Ren would just snaps on. On, on Stimpy, and the, the comedy is so crazy. And, which one is and which? Which scre- one's the fat Ren, one? Ren is the little chihuahua, Ren Hoek. And yeah. then Stimpy is Stimpy J, Stimson J Cat. Ren Hoek, it, he, the voice is Peter Laurie. Do you know who that guy is? He was mm-hmm. an actor from the 1950s. He was uh, in the Maltese Falcon. He was in Casablanca. The, he would always show up as a caricature in Warner Brothers cartoons. He was that little guy with the short black hair and and then Stimpy was Larry Fine from the Stooges and they put these two together and it's Ren and Stimpy so John K was in constant arguments with Nickelodeon over the content of the show the show was constantly over budget the constantly the show was constantly late and they would they would make the show they would create the storyboards they would present them Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon would approve them, and then they'd spend months, months working on the show, and then they would present it to Nickelodeon, and Nickelodeon would say, either that scene doesn't work, or that character doesn't work, or or the episode just does not work entirely. I mean, it just created a huge strain. I mean, John Kay was constantly pushing his writing staff, or his, his animation staff. They were all working 18-hour days. They, they, they believed in John Kay. He was... He, he knew what he was talking about, but um, the show did okay in the first six episodes when it was on Nickelodeon. But then when it started airing on MTV, that's when it became immensely popular. That's when everybody started talking about it. So his staff was working you know, day and night. The show was blowing up. He's constantly fighting with Nickelodeon. He's saying to Nickelodeon, listen, we're spinning gold over here. Why do you have to keep on meddling in this? Just let us sit around and spin more gold. So they went back and forth, and a year and a half into the program... They came up with happy, happy, joy, joy. (laughs) We're getting to that. Happy, happy, joy, joy. You need the happy helmet. Happy, happy, joy, joy. So dumb. Are you kidding me? So dumb in the middle of that song. the, the, The guy who was singing the song is just singing these weird, disjointed vocal lyrics that have nothing to do with the song. I think he says, uh, uh, if you aren't the granddaddy of all liars... And little critters of nature, they don't know they're ugly. That's very funny. A fly marrying a bumblebee. I told you I'd shoot, but you didn't believe me. Oh, my God. Why didn't you believe me? What is this going to end? Please, God. So they went back and forth. John was eventually fired from the show. He would work. uh, He would get clipped, and 
and Nickelodeon kept on taking people from his company, Spumco. Mm. The kid, and he basically was trying to leverage the guys that were working for him and in order uh, for Nickelodeon not to be able to move forward with the show. The show would go on and last five seasons. Nickelodeon would old, use old ideas and storyboards from John as well as make personal digs at him at episodes. And after the show, after John left, the show went downhill and was never the same. It eventually got rebooted in 2003, and it was an absolute mess. Uh, John Kay would blame it on um, what was what was that dumb uh, uh, what was that network that is now defunct? Uh, but whatever, he said that you know they they basically wanted to make the show more edgy, and it didn't make any sense. Like there was always kind of this joke that maybe Ren and Stimpy were gay during the program, but like when it got to be on Spike TV, then they all out were gay. It only lasted six episodes, and it was terrible. I don't even think about it in the show. My favorite episode, the runner up to that favorite episode, is Stimpy's invention where Stimpy creates a, a series of inventions and Ren hates them all. He eventually creates the happy helmet. And then we get the happy, happy joy, joy song. Uh, but my absolute favorite episode of all time. Do you remember this episode? No, but just show, just show a little bit. I mean, you're, you're really fucking pissing me off right now <laughs> is space madness. No, it, no I don't remember any episode. You don't remember I any of it. Saw a single episode. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> so anyway, my favorite part of the entire series was Ren's rant. And, and it's the whole, uh, it is not I who am crazy. It is I who am mad. Um, and these episodes always ended with these weird endings that were not typical of regular cartoons. I, I think at the end of this episode, they sh- he shows Stimpy the history eraser button. And he says, don't touch it. We don't know what's going to happen. Maybe something bad. Maybe something good. And, of course, Stimpy can't resist. He touches the history. He hits the history eraser button. All it does is it fades to black. That's the end of the episode. And there were tons of episodes like that. There were just – that was John Kay just messing with kids and adults. Uh, I want to move on to the video games. Oh. There was a total of five video games that came out for the 16-bit systems. Are we going to review all of them? No. All right. On the SNES, there were Buckaroos, Vediates, Time Warp, and Fire Dogs. Um, but, and then on the Genesis was Stimpy's Invention. All five were faithful to the look of the show. They were basic cash grabs, basic platformers. Uh, one of the, the worst out of all of them was definitely Fire Dogs on SNES. The, the that's whole p- the name of the game is Fire Dogs? Well, that's the, ep- the name of the episode. There's an episode of Ren and Stimpy where... They they're looking for work, and so they paint themselves as Dalmatians, and they pretend that they're fire dogs. So they because they're starving, they want to get off the street. So they dress up like Dalmatians and they go work for the firemen. But this game is there, there's so little to it. You are you are Stimpy, and you are running around this firehouse collecting various firefighting equipment. It's so awful, and it's so frustrating. There's these firefighters that are running around, and if they touch you, they kill you immediately. Um, you have to pick up random items around the firehouse, bring them back, and it is so unbelievably impossible. It's it's one of the worst games that I've probably played in my entire life, and I think that you would even say that it's worse than Night Trap. I don't think anything's worse than Night Trap. One of the worst games of all time. But out of all five of them, there was a really good game, and it was not, not really good. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I, I come back. Stimpy's invention on the Genesis was the best of the five. 
so Stimpy has invented this mutatomatic, which turns trash into food, and it explodes. And all of the items of the mutatomatic get scattered across ten levels, and you got to go pick up these these items. Um, you play as both Ren and Stimpy. In the other games, you're just Ren, and you're just running around slapping stuff. In this one, you actually play as Ren and Stimpy, and you can kind of switch back and forth between them. Uh, they have uh, varying uh, move sets depending on which character you are. So if you are, if you are Stimpy, you can squeeze Ren, and it'll twirl his ears like a propeller, so you can go high. Uh, you can throw Stimpy as a projectile to kill enemies. You can uh, pick up Stimpy like he's a uh, driller and drill through holes and stuff. So they try to make the best out of what little they are given. Well, they try to make the best out of... Uh, I'm trying to think about what I'm saying. But anyway. They're trying to polish a turd? Yep, exactly. Thanks. So if you fall into a hole and die, Powdered Toast Man comes to save you. So there are some good things to like about the game. Uh, a lot of the characters from the show uh, show up. The first five levels um are nothing really exciting there's their typical platforming stages with little nods to the show level six is a car chase it's pretty cool you are ren and stimpy and you are in a car you are getting chased by uh i believe the dog catcher from the the episode that we were just talking about fire dogs uh you could jump your your bike over uh cars driving driven by mr horse so once again another really recognizable character from the show with a great looking sprite and there's a great segment at the end where you're on a steep hill and the characters are screaming and the characters i love that scream i, I that was one of my favorite gags from the show the, ah, ah, ah. uh the next level level seven is the pound obviously inspired by the pilot episode which the, it was the pilot episode and they didn't even release it until season two. Uh, the episode was called Big House Blues. That is the episode when they're in the pound and they are. Are they, they owned by anybody? No. I mean, no. And they and they meet each other and all their buddies around them are getting, what do you call it, when a puppy dog gets euthanized? <laughs> yeah, oh, gets kids. So they have to find a way to get adopted. Um so it's inspired by the pilot episode, Big House Blues. There's handcuffs on the brick walls. There's the great dog catcher sprite. Level 88, level 8 is WrestleMania. It's inspired by the episode Mad Dog Hoek. Uh, <laughs> I, remember, I remember watching that. Did you, did you ever watch Snick, Saturday Night Nick? Maybe. I can't remember what episodes were. It was Ren and Stimpy, Are You Afraid then of the no. Dark, maybe Pete and Pete. Maybe Pete and Pete. And there was one other one. It was four episodes, but I remember specifically seeing Salute this episode. Uh, maybe. But they were trying to get it into the 8 o'clock time frame because they were sick of getting – They basically it would take a little bit of heat off of their shoulders if they were showing a very adult cartoon at 8 o'clock as opposed to whatever, 10 a.m. when they were showing it. But anyway, WrestleMania level 8, it shows Mad Dog Hook. And Killer Kadugan. And they wrestle the Lout Brothers Lump and Loaf. Level 9 okay. is an amalgamate. The developers just ran out of ideas. It's a, mal it's a mashup of several different episode concepts. There's, for some reason, there's a, a callback to Ren's toothache, and you're running on top of teeth and nerve endings. There's a callback to Marooned. So in the episode Marooned, they're marooned on a, a deserted planet, and there's these plants that have eyeballs. And those same plants are in the background of this stage. And there's a throwback to the great outdoors because there's trees and beavers. And there's a throwback to uh, the episode Robin Hoek because you climb of Stimpy's silken nose hair in this level. The last level is the machine uh, inspired, obviously, by the episode Stimpy's Invention. 
Uh, there's tubes to climb, electricity to avoid, and at the end of the game, you turn off the machine, beat the game, and then you are greeted to a karaoke version of happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, happy, 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 happy. Anyway, it is not good. None of the games are good. Good, I agree. This game, I would give a the six. The source material isn't even good. The source material is absolutely fantastic. Mm. Let's find something you like next time. I mean, okay. here's the Deal. good things about it. We're wrapping it up, bud. Okay. Great looking sprites. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it looks and feels like the show. Bad things. Clunky platforming. Frustrating level design. Uh, but it, it's easily the best five out of the 16-bit games, but that's not saying much. No, sir. I don't like it. That's it for Ren and Stimpy. Tony Baloney, you want to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Jesus, yes. (laughs) Tony Baloney, I don't know about you, man, but I am just absolutely terrible with deadlines. One of the reasons why we started kind of cutting back on on shows you know like we don't need to do a show every week no that's that's too much i agree our wives don't like it i don't like you don't like it i mean just deadlines are terrible right i'll wake up and i'll be like i'll wake up on monday and i'll be like oh man i gotta write a script for this show Mm -hmm. and my anxiety just goes out of control i'm terrible with deadlines like it the good people are more i mean deadlines affect you in any capacity usually at work Maybe your wife says, hey, you have until Sunday to clean the garage out. Or at work, your boss says, Johnson, I need that report by Tuesday. And you go, Tuesday? It's already Monday at 12. Everyone hates deadlines. Hate them. Correct? Correct. Good people and more applications have created the deadline assistant. Okay. The deadline assistant, what it is, is you register with more applications. Mm -hmm. You tell them what you need to get done. Yeah. You give them a specific date. Okay. And if you aren't able to follow through with this, boy, the good people at More Applications, they're going to let you know. And they're going to tailor it to your specific needs. So they'll hold help hold me accountable for my deadlines at work. Yes. At work. At play. At play. Maybe you're not spending enough time with your children. Maybe you're not spending enough time with Chunk the Punk. I missed you, Tony Bones. Get to get to get to the get to the good stuff. What happens? It it could be whatever you choose. Oh. I mean, I, these are just some of the options that you can choose. Let's like a drop-down menu? Yes. Let's just say that I don't get uh, – I'm not prepared for a meeting at work. Mm-hmm. They're going to come over to my house. Mm-hmm. They're going to let themselves in because I've given them a key. They, you, they have full access to my life. You've they're going to sit my wife down. They're going to give her a pixie haircut. Okay. No one has ever looked good with a pixie haircut. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go home and I'll be like, oh, my goodness. You're still beautiful, honey. Pixie haircuts are still okay. Mm. It's terrible. kind of like pixie haircuts. What? I do. What if your wife had a pixie haircut? You'd be into that? I'm just picturing her right now serving up lasagna and you just slap it out of her hand. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. Yes, you would, you monster. I wouldn't do that. I would never do that. (laughs) They're going to kick your dog or maybe even your mailman. So you register online and you say, I've got a very important presentation that's due on 23rd yeah uh 23rd comes and goes i don't tell moral implications that i've completed the presentation 
On the 24th, they come over and kick my dog. <laughs> or your mailman. <laughs> or my mailman. Have, have, you don't want to mess up your mailman. Our mailman in Upper Arlington is absolutely terrible. So if he got kicked, the mail would even more not come. Uh-huh. It would even more get delivered so to the So it kind of sounds house. like that your op- moral implications is potentially opening itself up here for some fraud. <laughs> like I could say, like, I've got a very important meeting. I don't really. This one- I, I let it come and go, and as punishment... I, I'm requesting that you come over and strangle Chunk the Punk and break his laptop. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> That's what I would do. Show's over. Show's over. Show's over. Only got one laptop. <laughs> Busted. Show's over. And I text Thank you. Thank you, I text you. I'm like, something's up with the episode, man. And then there, yeah, I, I, got the, you, I got the shit kicked out. I sent you a big smiling picture of me with the thumbs ups and a little scroll underneath saying, thanks, moral you more, You're fired from work. Oh, but... Great. I'm screwed over, so it all works itself out. Fantastic. What about this? You don't take your wife. You forget about your wife's anniversary. Uh-huh. They exhume your grandma. They shoot her carcass into outer space. You're just, never going to get to see her again. It should be her grandma. Or her grandma. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Then I'm really in the dog. Living house. or dead. They just grab your grandma, shoot her into space. Send a video. <laughs> Post it on YouTube. Guess what? If they mm. have the option of shooting your grandma into space, mm-hmm. you're going to get that report done. <laughs> may, I, may, will I? I don't know. You're going to play against the system. I'm just saying. I don't know if that would be the one I would choose to motivate Oh, God. Me. They're going to send apple picking coupons to your house. You know what they should do is just replace, replace all the food in my fridge with vegetables. Yeah, exactly. That's one of them. Replace real bacon with turkey bacon. Yeah. How cruel would that be? I, not for me. I like turkey bacon. What? Put, yeah, turkey bacon's better than regular bacon. I'm saying take all the stuff out of the fridge, fill it up with nothing but like carrots. Hold the phone. Turkey bacon's better than real bacon. I will put my turkey bacon up to anybody's regular bacon turkey bacon is delicious i hope that this show gets a few more listeners it's you not are virally it's not, not, it it's won't not. it won't <laughs> what about sending apple picking coupons to your house that way boom your wife sees them and she goes honey you want to go apple picking like, <laughs> no i don't want to go apple picking that's the repercussion if you don't get your work done on time yeah you have to go apple picking yeah It's got legs. There might be something here. I hate deadlines, and I'm so bad at procrastinating. Thank God for this, uh, the deadline system. It's $19.99 per month. Mm. You just pick whatever it is that you need to get done. You pick your wildly specific thing that they can do. Mm -hmm. No fuss, no muss. Boy, you're going to be on top of deadlines like it's nobody's business. Yeah, I love it. Doesn't like real bacon. We'll Mm -hmm. be right back. Hello and welcome back to Afternoon Yap. For the last segment of the night, I want to review Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, It is the 10th installment in the Ubisoft series, and it's probably the first uh, Assassin's Creed that I've played in five years. I was a big fan of the series. I played through one. I thought two was absolutely excellent. Uh, And then it got real muddy. They, They kept on... There was like a trilogy involving one character. There was another character where it was basically a pirate game. Uh, they released Unity two years ago, and it was a buggy mess. But the the reason that I stopped playing the game was um, Assassin's Creed Three. It took place in colonial times or seventeenth during the the Civil War. Long time ago. Long, Long time, time ago. ago. But there were a. They relied on a lot of different gimmicks that that was the Indian assassin, Native American yes. assassin. 
But they kept on relying on these similar gameplay mechanics that were really, really frustrating. There was a lot of insta-fail deaths for uh, stealth missions. So they would say, you know, take out all of these enemies without getting caught. But if you got caught, it would reset it to the beginning of the mission. There was a lot of missions where you'd be following uh, a, a person and they couldn't see you. And it just, with a new entry every year, it just kept on getting more stale you know, they would release buggy games because they were racing to get them out. Yeah. And it just, I got fatigued with it. And it all came to a, so what, a standstill or head Screeching, point. grinding halt. In Assassin's Creed 3. And I remember putting it down after about 12 hours and saying, I am absolutely done with this series. Mm. I have not played an Assassin's Creed since then. Uh, so I've been kind of interested in this game, but I haven't had too much high hopes for it. The setting is awesome. I know that ancient you know Egypt. ancient Egypt. Uh, the game is set in Egypt during the Ptolemaic period, 48 I think BC, you that, yeah. and recounts the secret fictional history of real world events, just like all the other games do. The story explores the origins of the centuries long conflict between the Brotherhood of Assassins, who fight for peace by promoting liberty, and the Order of the Ancients, forerunners to the Templar Order, mm. whose desire. Peace through the forced imposition of order. The player takes on the role of a medje, which is basically like a magi. Sm- magi, I'm sorry. It's basically like a sheriff okay. um, named Bayak and his wife Aya as they work to protect the people of the Ptolemaic kingdom during a time of widespread upheaval. Who cares about all that? Not I, me. They, 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 these stories have never really appealed to me too much. So it's basically. In the real world, they, these people get into this thing called an animus, yep. and inside the animus, they go back in time, and they can control a person, and they can learn about what happened through their eyes. Okay. In this one, you are this lady, and she is learning about uh, Bayek and Aya in 48 BC. Okay. The first thing to discuss is the open world. This is easily the biggest open world that Ubisoft has ever done. Okay. It's massive. Mm. I am probably 10 hours into the game and I purposely wasn't looking at the entire map because I kind of wanted to see it for myself. But then last night I just scaled the map out to see how much I had left on cover. I'm like a six through the game. So there's probably at least 50 hours of gameplay in this game. The Egypt is the game is gorgeous. I I'm going to gush a little bit of deserts. Yes, but it is it's teeming with wildlife. The uh, desert is teeming with wildlife. There's there's jungle areas, there's there's it's not all desert. There are arid desert parts, but I I've, I've seen very little of it. For the most part, there's brush everywhere. It's just it's this huge sprawling open world that is completely jam-packed with 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 a bunch of people with with really cool architecture. And the map is so big and it's so detailed that the map at this point is the biggest star of the game. We'll get to the gameplay in a little bit. But I have been coming back and I've been hooked on this game just because every time I go to a new area, it makes me feel the way that Assassin's Creed did. Assassin's Creed 2 did because it just is a beautiful open world. And I can't believe that I'm saying this about an an Ubisoft game because they've never really impressed me with their open worlds. The way that I have been playing this game, it's been making me feel the way that Witcher 2 did. It's been making me feel kind of the way that some Rockstar games do with their open world, just the attention to detail. The world is is very detailed. It's full of all of these animals. 
Um, it, like I said, it's the biggest open world game they've created. Uh, it starts off in small villages, but it eventually, I don't know, probably about three hours in, you make it to these big, big sprawling cities. The first one that you go to is Alexandria. Uh, you can travel the open world by foot, by camel, by boat. Uh, there are some of the series mainstays have come back and a lot of stuff has been changed. So this is, it's called origins. So not only is the game kind of a reboot, but it's kind of also a reboot of what your expectations should be for going into this game. This game feels more like an action RPG as opposed to this kind of forced stealth game that they've been giving to us for the last decade. It, okay. it feels more like The Witcher. It feels more like it feels more like an RPG than the, this, this kind of action stealth game that they've been giving us. What, and, can, and you, really, what can you level up? In a really good way. I'll get to that in a second. Um, there's naval combat. There's tomb raiding. There's underwater exploration. Like I said, the map is absolutely enormous. You have a bird with you. A I, bird? I guess in the last one you had something called Eagle Vision. I don't know because I didn't play the last one. But in this one you have... You've the, always had Eagle Vision. Really? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eagle Vision is where you but, press Y and it's like, yes, it reveals right. the hiding places and yes. characters that are bad guys. So this is the new Eagle Vision and it's your bird, Senu. And it, it's, it's basically a drone. And he flies up above... And he can he can show you where enemies are. He can show you where animals are that you can kill to get loot off of them, such as uh, crafting materials, uh, enemy locations, and targets. Um, the game heavily has RPG mechanics, like I said. So as you complete missions, Bayek levels up. Uh, when you level up, you can get an experience point that you can spec into a skill tree. The skill tree consists of warrior. So like putting points into warrior will upgrade your combat skills. Uh, Hunter, that upgrades your bow and arrow skills, your ranged attacks, and Seer, which uh, uh, upgrades basically like your open world skills. So one one of the points that I put into Seer was um, he can sit down and meditate and and time can travel faster so it can go from day to night quickly. Mm. The combat. um, Wait. What'd you say? I'm thinking. What's his name? Bayek? Nope. Oh, 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 finger bang. Born to finger bang? <laughs> nope. I was thinking of uh, <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid. He can smoke that cigar that makes time go faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got uh, it. Um, the combat has changed completely and very much for the good. Uh, so the old games had this kind of system that was called – it was like – uh, it was an animation system. So you would basically start attacking and it would lock into this kind of animation. And that's kind of how you killed enemies. So the combat was, it wasn't very good. Now it's more of this, um, uh, it's a hit detection system and you can experiment with lots of different weapons and the weapons have different levels. And so if you get a level, if you get a weapon that is level 15 and you're only level 14 you can't equip it until you level up to that and then you can upgrade the weapons at different shops along the way so it's very much plays like an rpg and you can experiment with different weapons there's like spears and swords and sledgehammers cool and it, it just it's just way more satisfying than the combat has ever been okay at first the combat can be a little it was a little frustrating for me because it's tied to the shoulder buttons to the bumper button and to the shoulder button and 
that took me a little bit to get used to, but but after about five hours, I got really used to it, and now I'm actually really liking it. You can do you also have a shield? I don't use this shield too much. I I would prefer to roll out of the way, but you have all of these new combat options. Whereas before, all you kind of did was just run kind up of to them. Assassin has a shield. This guy does. So that mainstay blade that comes out of his hand, that thing is back, but you basically only use that for stealth kills. So if you're on top of a roof and you see a guy below you, you'll jump down and you'll put that blade in his neck. Or if you are hiding in the shrubs and you come up behind a guy, you can whistle and he'll come over to you and you'll jump up and you'll put the blade in his back. So there is still all that kind of cool uh, Assassin's Creed stealth kills, but... But now there's a shield. But and now there's a shield and now there's more weapons. But what I'm getting at is What kind of assassin has a shield and a hammer? This guy. You can get all kinds of different weapons. Worst assassin ever. Well, yeah, I mean he's (laughs) and and you know, he doesn't even have that stupid hood anymore. They finally got rid of that. Like I've been riding around with this big mask, but you can you can run around with with just no hood or helmet on whatsoever. And another uh uh thing that is gone is that whole kind of when you get into conflict how you can kind of hide among crowds or like sit like i have not seen that in the 10 hours that i've been playing the game what i'm getting at is is they got rid of a lot of the stuff that i hated i didn't i did not like being forced into stealth scenarios i would rather if if it looks going wielding a hammer and shield well what i'm saying is is if you go up to a camp and there's five enemies that you track with senu I would rather say to myself, okay, I can go in there and I could stealth kill all of them or I could stealth kill some of them or I can just go in there, you know, guns blazing and murder all of them. I would rather play the game that way than the game telling me how I have to, yeah, how I have to play it. And they, like I said, they finally got a grasp on that and they're changing some of the mechanics for the better. There's crafting and hunting. There's tons of animals. There are um, like leopards and alligators and they, and they attack you and hippos. I was playing a mission last night and I was killing these hippos because somebody told me, go to this hippo layer and kill a ton of hippos. And my wife was watching it. She was like, you wouldn't be able to kill hippos like that, but you take their skins and you craft them into new weapons. You craft hippos them. are the most dangerous animals yes. in Africa. And I'm taking sledgehammers and I'm literally bashing Just their brains in. them with Bashing their, their brains in. Shield you can, bashing You them. can track animals with Senu, so it'll tell you how many skins of a certain animal mm-hmm. that you need. And then you use your little eagle and it, it pulls up the I map. venture to say that no human on earth could kill a hippo with hand-to-hand weapons. Oh, yeah. I mean, they I'd love to see somebody try. <laughs> I'd love to but do I'm it. I'm pretty sure that I don't think you could. Yeah. You could not kill a hippo with a sword, an axe, a spear, a hammer, or a little schnick schnick blade coming out of your wrist. You don't have a chance. Trust me, it is satisfying to do it. To, to just kill hippos. <laughs> to kill hippos, okay. alligators, hyenas, and then you you craft them into like satchels and different things to to carry more arrows and stuff like that. You kill a hippo. Yeah. And you fashion it into a satchel? I don't know what you use the hippo for. Turn it into a shield. Yeah, and you also need wood for stuff, and, and you can get that out of different camps. Yeah. Um, so the missions. Yeah. It is it is very much typical open-world missions. You know, you find a character, you get a mission from them, it can be tackled in any order, and then once you've leveled up enough, that's when you do the assassination mission, and usually after that, it shows you a story piece, and then you go on to the next area. They still have the animus stuff in between acts, but it's few and far between. You're a lady, like I said, 
in present time and she's looking for artifacts in ancient Egypt and it's it's not great but thankfully it's very short uh here's my thoughts hit me it is a welcome return after feeling the fatigue of too many entries in a short amount of time I am very much enjoying this game and I and I've been 10 hours in and I am yet to find any missions that are following people or insta-death stealth missions for the most part you can take on these missions any way that you want to and they're fun Origin focuses on the fun parts of the series and gets rid of the ones that made the series frustrating, like the ones that I said. Yeah. Uh, scenarios can be taken on either stealth or all-out combat and a combination of both. The story's fine, whatever, but now that I'm 10 hours in and I just realized that this game is about 50 hours, mm-hmm. I'll get to a character and I'll just hit the B button and it'll skip the dialogue. The dialogue is actually pretty good. The voice acting is really good. The, the presentation is really good, but it's all kind of the same thing. It's all, all kind of, hey, my husband is drunk and he got kidnapped. Go save him. You know, yeah. it's open world missions. There's not There's much to it. 50 hippos over <laughs> yeah, exactly. there. Go murder them. Into a satchel. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, fi- the, the presentation is absolutely second to none. I am in awe. Every time I've been playing this game, you, there, there, there's just so much, so many animals around. There was a part that I was playing last night where I was on the water and I was sailing, and like the sun was setting, and a ton of birds were flying around me, and just a tear fell from your eye. I can't believe how big the game is and how detailed it is, and I'm just, I still remain shocked that I am playing an Ubisoft game, that I'm playing an Assassin's Creed game where the the open world is really, really impressive. And and the sound design is really, really good as well. The world is teeming with wildlife. It's teeming with people. It's teeming with stuff to do. Um, It doesn't reinvent the world in open world games by any means, but it's the world that keeps you coming back that it's the world that has, that I've just been really enjoying the game. Um, some of the problems that the game does have is it does have a few bugs uh, twice in my 10 hours. Well, you um, said it was teeming with wildlife. <laughs> aha, uh, it has crashed. It has crashed to the dashboard, which that's stupid. And it's it's there was a couple times where my character was janky a little bit, and there's been some light popping. But for the most part, the world is absolutely huge. It's a fun return to Assassin's Creed. And my final thoughts are, if you got turned off, if you're an Assassin's Creed fan, but you got turned off the same way that I did, where just too many entries and the, some of the gameplay got really frustrating, this is a really good return, and it's actually a huge surprise. And I'm actually excited to play the last what 40 hours of the game. Can I, I ask you a question? Sure, go ahead. What are you gonna score it? I'm giving it an 8.5. An 8.5? Yep. A solid B. Solid B. Okay. It is It is just, it's fun. All right. Uh, like I said, they got rid of the stuff that I hated. The story's fine. The characters are fine. What does it need to do to be a 9? Or a, even, it needs GTA. I say it, it, a it, it, it just, it needs GTA quality characters and story missions. Okay. It needs that kind of writing. Like I said, I am now getting to the point where I am meeting characters and I am just skipping their dialogue because I don't care. Uh-huh. And that is what it's missing. That That is a whole point right there. And then point five for just the bugs and the crashing to the, you know, there's just a little bit of polish that is not there. Uh, but the game is still really, really good. All right. Tony Baloney. Yeah. I asked you to write a segment. Did you? Nope. God damn. Are you serious? It's very serious. <laughs> You want to write it for the next time? Nope. Okay. Nope. I want. Okay. Well, you know, I'll just ask you point blank. All right. We're fifty-one episodes in. Fifty-one. Well, you're fifty-one episodes in. You're I'm like, like twenty-five, like man. Twenty-five-ish. Yeah. 
People, I mean, every all the feedback that I hear, your best friend, like, your best friend and first host, you unceremoniously kicked to the curb, yeah, because he had a deviated septum, which no, I thought, no, no. which I thought was, <laughs> was really kind of cruel. cruel. And he begged and he pleaded, begged and pleaded, and he said no. You know, I my dad is a fan of the show, and he listened to the last episode, which episode fifty, which I should have called fifty schmifty, because I said you can't make it, and you said. Eh, it's fine, and that's fine. Yeah. I I had a guest host prepared. It wasn't and he my fifty. It. it wasn't my fifty. Yeah, but it's gonna be man. Well, when we I want to make this seventy-five. That'll be my. 50. I want to make this show more including you because the fans like you, the friends like you. You're a funny dude. Do you have a list of things that you want to see change? Moving yes. on, fifty-one through one hundred. Yes, fifty-one and take through one hundred. I'd love to see less focus on video games. Okay, first, first and foremost, just gonna throw that one out there. Less video games. Uh huh. Um, more things from like let's not even let's just do like two thousand and ten on more things from like that era. Uh-huh. I think might be a good idea. Yeah. Uh, current events. Yeah. Uh, like if there's something really cool and hip and happening, like Ready Player One, new movie coming out, great book that maybe people that are into video games would really like. I don't know, maybe you kind of maybe just get into that a little bit, read the book. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, little things like you're that. You're a reader though, man, and I play video games. It's a book about video games. Yeah, I'll watch the movie. Yeah, the trailer looked good. I'll watch the movie. Uh, oh, nothing. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to elevate. The uh, no, I, I the, take your the level, yeah, of our of our listenership. Get rid of walkthroughs, complete oh, walkthroughs. Just complete, get rid of the walkthroughs. Get One of my of- favorite Tony quotes. I don't know when it was. I think it was Doom Two yeah. when I was like level twenty eight, and you went, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that one pretty clearly. That one was kind of fun. Though. Yeah. No, I think that the show is great. <laughs> don't get me. Don't be a yes I, man. Another thing, yeah. Uh, would it kill this you? This is when it gets real would personal. It kill you to order a freaking pizza once in a while, yeah. so I don't have to come over here. I already starving. provide beers. Yeah, but that's not food. I need yeah. sustenance. I can like put little nuts down here, like your nuts. little beaver yeah, or something put like that. My nuts down here. Uh, no, I love the show. I love you. Maybe get a co-host once in a while. <laughs> uh, all, all good things. We're scaling back. Scaling I, back? I, 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 I don't think that we need to be every week. I would rather be but on the pe- uh, What about the people? What about the fans? Yeah, Nation. I know, but didn't we end up re- reviewing games like that block game and, you know, DLC and stuff like that? I would rather have full reviews of games that I've played that I've really enjoyed other than kind of struggling when looking for content. When you really have something to tell the people about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like We a, need some of your comic book reviews. When's that I'm stuff coming? Uh, we could review podcasts. We could review books, movies. Send me ideas. I mean, these are great This ideas. is an open forum. Every, yeah. I mean, I, Here's I the thing. every week We're going to run out of nostalgia pretty quick. <laughs> no, we I won't. I think the well's already starting to run dry. <laughs> We can move modern. How about this? We go to bi-weekly. On a bi-weekly cadence, we do the afternoon yet, but we still podcast weekly. The other bi-weekly podcast we pick up is the Savage Savage Hour. Savage Hour. I think so, too. I think that'd be fun. And then we start sending his his, his the, the savage people email. Imagine, I feel calls. like the savage hour could really take off. That would be something that just it catches the... Uh, I don't know. Uh, the the I don't know exactly what you would call it, but it would just become like uh, I don't know what I, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I you know what I mean? Yeah. It would become a certain 
I don't know what. Yeah. But it would, it would resonate with the people. We're going to review, um, of course, The Wonder Years. Okay. All ten seasons. Right. His his arc with Winnie. Yep. Falling in love, falling out of love. There, I feel like there's so he many gets lessons. intimate with Winnie, right, at the end of it? I sure uh, hope they so. They in high school, so probably. I would hope so. Yeah. Well, we'll review uh, Little I, but it's Monsters. Not, it's not, yeah, that's yes. I don't want it. It's not just the Wonder Years. Yeah. It's Little Monsters. Yeah. It's uh, Austin Powers. His, his uh, appearance in there is the guy with the mole. Yeah. Um, mole, 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 mole. I mean, the guy's done a lot. Yeah. I feel like we could learn a lot. I feel yeah. like the listeners could learn a lot about life, about acting, um, yeah. about everything. The Savage Hour. So are you excited for our next episode? We're going to talk Knights of the Old Republic, which was one of your favorite games of all time, right? Uh, I actually do like that one. Yeah, that was fun. Not, it's not Ren Stimpy. Well, it's it's, actually, it's an actual Star Wars game where yeah. you actually get to be a Jedi, uh-huh. which I, I don't know why it's so hard for them to make a video game doing the one thing that people who watch Star Wars want to do. Uh-huh. Uh, they actually do it in that game, so yeah. I, I think that's a good idea, and that's fun. We're gonna review uh, Battlefront Two. Yeah, the sucks. Sucks. Fucking that's terrible. it. Why even review it? It's terrible. And last, uh, oh, and uh, Last Jedi. Okay, the which movie. I have my tickets to go see, uh, in two days at nine a.m. in the morning. Who? Which I am unbelievably it? pumped for, and the well, reviews are, really? are great. Yeah, it's I mean, I'd awesome. be pumped to see the movie, but going at nine in the morning sounds terrible. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. That's not super. No, I can't. There, is there anything worse than going? Well, actually, no. I take it back. There is something that's really nice about going to a movie and walking out when it's still sunny outside. Yeah, because you still have your whole day ahead of yeah. you. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It was great when I went and saw Rogue One with you, and you were just a cramp, cranky. Oh old my god, fuss pot that the whole movie time sucked. You were not pleased. That is a terrible movie. <laughs> Awful. You weren't even happy with when Darth Awful. Vader murdered I fell asleep. all those It's the people. only movie in my entire life that I've fallen asleep in. It was terrible. You are Ren Hoek. It's a terrible movie. It's a terrible podcast. Are we done? Yeah. Can I go? All right. We'll see you next week. Tony Bones. Bye. Ice, ice down those members. Maybe yeah. next time I'll feed you. You know That'd what? You're, nice. you're usually a little bit more peppy when you've been fed. A nice Snickers bar. Yeah. Get rid of that angry guy inside. I'll see you next week, buddy. See ya. We'll talk some Star Wars. See you guys then. Bye.